The Doctor Is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Nice to have you with me here on The Doctor Is In. You have always been a voice of reason through all of this. Appreciate your time, what you're doing for America. I give you advice. And it doesn't work at all. You are definitely not inept by any means. I like to hear women say that about me. Whatever advice you're going to send my way, I am 100% taking it. I can't tell you what to do. I will not tell you what to do. Okay. Well, thanks. That wasn't the answer I wanted. Are you kidding me? Great stuff, Dr. Ray. I'm glad I called. I've scheduled my day around listening to your radio show. <laughs> you don't have to laugh so hard. Now, from the studios of Living Bread Radio Network in Canton, Ohio, the hometown of Mother Angelica, here's Dr. Ray. Well, that's the last time I'm going to do that. I'm, my, wife, my wife asked me to go with her to an antique auction. People started bidding on me. I left immediately. Nice to have you with me, Dr. Ray Garendi. The program here, The Doctor is In. I am the doctor who is in. You can be in. A lot harder for me to be in. I had to beg and grovel and plead with Ave, EWTN. Come on, you guys. Come on. Let me have a show. No. Then I said, okay, forget it then. I played hard to get. Then they said, okay, you can have a show. But anyway, all you have to do is call in. 877-573-7825. 877-57-EQUAL. I very much appreciate your calls. I do. Now, the number one reason, according to my e-persons, that you people don't call is you say, somebody's going to recognize my voice. People that I know listen, they're going to recognize my voice. Listen, I've got about two listeners per affiliate. So the the idea that somebody is going to recognize your voice, you realize the odds of that? It's like I'm thinking a putt from here to Jupiter. 877-57 equal. I got a question about something in your life. I'm a shrink. That's what I do. I was at the office this morning. Still see people. I get a lot of calls. Do you still see people? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, also, what else did I want to say? Um, if you have questions about previous calls and you want to help somebody, you get extra credit for that. Yeah, I, days off purgatory. Over and above the days off purgatory you get because you listen to me, because I can be so irritating to listen to. And if you continue to listen, like some people have said, you know, when I first started listening to you, I didn't know what to make of you whatsoever. Why'd you keep listening? Well, it was Catholic Radio, and I really like Catholic Radio, and, well, you were just something that was there. Okay. What about now? Oh, no, I listen. I didn't change. (laughs) Nevertheless, nevertheless, the number here is 877-573-7825. Very nice calls coming in, and please be patient because very much like your calls. You make the show just like you make the TV show. All right, so wait a minute. Let me turn this phone on uh, silent there, which I just did. I was wrestling with what which manologue to say today. One is a serious manologue. One is a fun manologue. 
I'm going to go with a serious one. You know the fourth commandment? Honor thy father and mother. It's only only command with a promise, you know, so that that your your days will be long. Now, that must be pretty important. God gave you parents 10% of the commandments. That's pretty big. He mentions you by name, right? Your role as the parent who raised that child, now grown, was an important one. I mean, it's so important that in all your humanness, all your foibles and failures, you are still to be honored. So what happens when you're not honored? What happens when your children have decided that you are not worthy of their attention. You either didn't raise them right, as, as they now decided, as, as maybe they're making a shambles of their lives and they got to blame somebody, so they blame you. Or they've decided, we're going to punish you because don't come around here, leave us alone. Now, there is a phrase pretty big in the speaking world. Know your audience. You could extrapolate that to the media world. Know your audience. My audience, who listens to Catholic radio, is by and large faith-filled people. People trying. They they want to be followers of Christ. They, they want to do what is good and right. And we're all at various levels on that journey. Some of you are just beginning it, like me, and others of you have been on it for quite a while. So that said, it's, I think it's safe to say that the majority of the people listening to this tried hard to be decent parents. They did. Whatever failures they had, whatever miscalculations they made, they tried. The question arises, how long should we keep reaching out to this wayward child who has cut us off? That's the question, right? Well, let's use honor thy father and mother as a as a guide. It's a commandment, but we'll just use it as a guide. That adult offspring owes you more than you owe them in terms of honor and respect. Oh, Dr. Ray, now come on. We are to treat everyone with, with Christian charity. That's true. You You are. Obviously, there is a significant difference here. This is not a parallel relationship. This is a relationship that God says deserves upward honor, kid to parent. So, you reach out. You've said you're there. You've tried to contact. It's either been thrown back in your face Or you were ignored, just ignored. They've sent a card, and and you've tried. You're done. You've done what you were expected to do charity-wise. You reached out. Maybe you said, I'm sorry. Maybe you said, let's talk. Maybe you said, let's let the past go. Whatever you did to try to reconcile, it didn't, it didn't succeed. 
because of the stubbornness, the inflexibility, the lack of tolerance, the lack of forgiveness of that adult person who, by and large, has probably left the faith. How long do you keep going after him? Well, our Lord said when he sent the disciples out two by two, you know, uh, preach the word, and then uh, if they don't accept you, shake the dust off your feet. You know, that was an old rabbinical way of saying, look, I'm not even I'm not even keeping any part of you on me. I'm shaking the dust off my sandals from you. The ultimate separation. So, you simply have reached out, done your obligation, and now you wait. But the one thing you don't do, quit beating yourself up. Oh, but Dr. Ray, I made so many mistakes. Oh, well, welcome to the club. I sometimes ask people this. What if God were to whisper in your ear from the day that child is born what to do? Would that guarantee a good relationship when that child's 27? Now, most people think about that for a moment, and then they say no. And I say, that's right, it wouldn't. Because God doesn't mess with free will. So, in fact, in fact, God has whispered into his own ear how to handle people. That was Jesus. He knew. And, well, they didn't really shun him. They killed him. So, those of you who are saying, where did I go wrong? How did I fail? What did I do? How did I fall short? What is wrong with me? You reach out as you think it's charitable. And then if it's not received, if it's ignored, if it's rejected, move ahead with your peace. Move ahead with your peace. You did what you were asked to do. A lot of nice calls up there. 877-573-7825. Truly enjoy your company. This is Father Jeffrey Kirby. St. Paul tells us that one receives faith through hearing. And it is by having Catholic Radio that we can hear the gospel and the good news proclaimed to us and understand every day the abundant life offered to us in Jesus Christ. Catholic Radio is essential in order to help us to grow in our discipleship. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio, now more than ever. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. Tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. 
It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to seatonhome.org. That is seatonhome.org. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Logging for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. I, uh, I'm not retired yet, but if I do retire, I have, I've already put in place a retirement to-do list. It's very simple. Wake up. Nailed it. Sierra from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm going to be visiting Fort Wayne, God permitting, in a few months down the road here. Hi, Sierra. How are you? Hi, Dr. Ray. I'm doing really good. How are you? You sound young. Well, I just turned 29. That, oh man, Sierra, my belt is older than that. (laughs) I'm going to give you advice that is very straightforward and simple. But first, I want to hear a little bit about what's going on between uh, your aunt and your mom. Okay, so um, it's, it's an ongoing issue. It's been going on for years now. Uh, they just have very different personalities, and my aunt also has like a lot of chronic health problems. But um, my my mom and my aunt and I are all pretty close, and we talk just about every day. We all live in the same neighborhood, and my mom tells me daily that this is like one of the biggest stresses in her life. That she loves her sister so much, but there's like communication issues between them like every day. And it's partly that my aunt is like, and I don't want to sound biased toward my mom. I mean, I'm trying not to take sides here. I think I'm somewhat objective looking in from the outside. But um, my aunt is, like, very reluctant to ever admit that, like, she needs help or that um, her opinions might need revising. (laughs) And so, like, there are a lot of times where she and my mom just butt heads. And, but there's, like, no way to get through to my aunt. Um, I don't know. Uh, she's just very strongly opinionated. And so, like, and she, she does this thing where she'll, she'll call at the beginning of my mom's day and, like, figure out what my mom is doing that day and then offer a bunch of suggestions for how to spend her time. And also, like, so my mom, my aunt doesn't have children. My mom has several. Um, I'm one of them. And so, uh, my aunt has a lot of ideas for like how I could spend my time as well. And like things I could be doing. I don't know, just a lot of like kind of interfering type stuff. And it's like, um, anytime we try to confront or say anything, it's met with very, very sharp resistance. And it's just like, it's so painful because we love her so much and we know like she's physically hurting and all that, but we don't really know how to, I don't know. I guess we need more boundaries, but it's just it's really complicated, and I'm sorry if that's not clear. It's very clear, Sierra. But you did say something 
at the outset of the call that confused me. You said we're mm-hmm. all three of us are very close, but my aunt is yeah. probably the most difficult person in my my mother's life. Yeah. So I don't it's understand really how you can be close when you relate so poorly with someone. I can understand you can love yeah. them in a in a Christian committed kind of way, but that doesn't mean they're easy to get along with. And you right. got to be easy to be get along with to be close to somebody, don't you? Yeah. All right. So yeah, that, we cleared I mean, that up. We're close, like we have a lot of commonalities. Um, a lot yeah, you, you all fight together. That's a good one. Together. That's a good one. <laughs> you all argue together. Yeah. Well, yeah, I will yeah, give I you. Like... I will give you an analogy. Okay. When I used to play the organ and entertain in supper clubs, mm-hmm. most of the time the managers, the owners would come up and they would tell you what they wanted you to play and how they wanted you to play it. And of course I would smile and nod and then play it exactly what I wanted. Not because I was stubborn and defiant, but because I knew the business better than they did as far as music goes. Your aunt, now you said another interesting thing, my dear. You said, and I quote you, for years, quote, unquote, for years, your aunt resists any kind of guidance or feedback or suggestions or counters. Is that safe to say? Yeah. So why do you and your mom still do that? Still do what? Give her guidance and feedback and counters. Why? Yeah, actually, we 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 don't as much as we used. To. I wouldn't say so. a word to this woman on how to run her life. <laughs> yeah, if she's complaining, and I wanna I wanna make it better so she doesn't complain, I still wouldn't say a word. Yeah. For remember, remember the quote. For years. It is real clear that when you or your mom try to, quote-unquote, help her, it's going to be thrown back in your face. Right. I think, actually, what's more of a problem nowadays is not so much, like, us countering her, but, like, everything she says is always something, like, for us to do. It's, like, very super involved in our business. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like she would stop Mm -hmm. doing that to us because... I guess we could just completely ignore this. Yes, that's why I drew the analogy of me playing at the supper clubs. I nodded and smiled and did what I wanted. Yeah. People call this, people send me emails, and they tell me how to Uh do the show. You need to do this. You need to say this. They do that all the time. You know what I do? I write back, and I say, thank you for the input. Thank you for your feedback. And if it's a good thing, I I consider it. And if it's right. way off, I say thank you for your input, and then I do what I want. And I think yeah. that you and your mom, to not fight with your aunt, when she gives her suggestions, you just go, okay, thank you, and then do what you want. Okay. You are butting your heads against the cinder block wall. Yeah. You are. That's how it feels. Yeah. Well, surely. Didn't mean to call you Shirley. Yes, this is true because this is the way the dynamic goes with your aunt. She's just a difficult person. I got a book 
Well, no, yeah. I don't want to give the title away because I really like the title. But I got a book coming up, out, God willing, sometime <laughs> in the next year dealing with uh, difficult people. Hmm. So two things. Yeah. One, don't give her guidance. And two, let her guidance go in one ear and out the other. Thank her for it. Say, okay, well, thank, thank you. Quit trying. Quit, 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 quit trying to make her see. I'd give it up. Yeah. And another thing before I go, too, is that, like, okay, so I'm I'm more mellow than than my mom. Like, I let people mow over me sometimes. So sometimes I'll get a little caught in the middle where she'll talk to me about something and it sounds like, well, hey, Sierra took my advice. And, you know, she'll get back with my mom and be like, well, Sierra seemed like she was on the same page. I don't know. I need, probably need to get a little better at, like, Yeah, get out of the middle. Get no. out yeah. of the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All righty, my dear. Hey, Sierra, you sound wonderful. Thank you for the call. Thank you. All righty. Bye. I remember Michael's email. Uh, he he's a retired custody attorney. Hey, Michael, I didn't I didn't have any uh, counter I didn't have any encounters with uh, custody attorneys, but I had a few encounters with guardians when we were in the adoption process. How are you, Michael? I'm good. Nice to talk to Dr. Ray. Yes, sir. Um, I enjoy list- I enjoy listening to you. I don't always agree with everything. Now, Michael, you know if you don't agree, you're wrong. You know that, don't you? I already know that. I I already prepared myself for this. (laughs) Um, No, real simple. I mean, I sent you an email regarding what's going on. Um, I have been married to my wife for 10 years. This is her adult daughter. So she's not my daughter. Uh, She's my stepdaughter. And apparently there's been a lot of things going on throughout their life. And um, it just came to a head. And at Christmas, she said to my wife, I do not want to talk to you or see you anymore. Uh, You are toxic and you're not going to see your grandkids. Um, And apparently what happened is, uh, you know, the daughter is going through her second divorce. Uh, so it's probably very uh, cantankerous as far as what's going on. Now, we had a uh, – so we hadn't seen her or the grandkids since Christmas. Uh, when they have a birthday, she has an adult son who gets invited to the party. So, by, you know, we buy presents, give them to the son. He brings them over, and he makes sure that they open them. There are two kids that are like – on nine and six, he makes sure that they know who they're from, uh, but we never hear from them either. And about a month, she won't ago, let him, Michael. A... She, Michael, she won't let him. Correct, you're right. You know, I I have my own opinions because I've been through this, but I wanted to hear what you had to say. You know, the big issue is, you know, should we keep on sending gifts? Should we keep on doing what we're doing? Or should we just stop? That's my question. You know, Michael, your uh, email prompted my monologue. I know it did. And I listened to it. <laughs> I think it's beautiful what you're doing, sending the, sending the grandkids gifts. I think that's very sweet because one of these days those grandkids are going to get older. And they'll say, why Why did my mom not, not let us see Grandma and Grandpa? 
Okay, so that's the first thing. My guess would be also that uh, she's probably she's probably uh, telling them that you're not their real grandpa, something along those lines. Anyway, um, well, she was she was referring to me to them as their grandfather. So who knows how that has come out? Mm-hmm. And I do know what's going on. You know, my my wife isn't real maternal. You know, she had to spend her whole life working and taking care of her two children. Uh, so she's not one who does a lot of babysitting. Actually, she does none. Uh, you know, we go there for birthdays and for holidays, <clears throat> and I will bring it up to her, hey, let's go visit. And I think that's one of the big issues with the daughter, which is you're not here to help me through all of my aggravation, so I don't need you. And she's dealing with some... Michael, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you because the music means we're going to get cut off. Stay there. I'll come right back after the break. Do you rely on energy drinks to give you a boost? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Sales of energy drinks continue to grow rapidly, up to $20 billion yearly. Manufacturers are often promoting these drinks as a healthy alternative to other drinks like sugary soda and sports drinks. Energy drinks can be low in sugar and calories, but are high in caffeine. Some 12-ounce energy drinks have 200 milligrams of caffeine. That's about the same as two Red Bulls, two cups of coffee, or six cans of cola. Drinks have even been included in some school lunchrooms. So what's the big deal? Adults should have no more than 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. And doctors recommend that for kids age 12 to 18, no more than 100 milligrams a day. Under age 12, no caffeine at all. It's easy to bust through these suggested amounts daily. Heart and sleep issues can arise. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on energy drinks at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. The following is a medical moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Schindler, brother of Terry Schiavo. A second opinion is when a physician, other than the one currently responsible for your care, reviews your medical records and any test results in order to assess, diagnose, and recommend treatment for you. You have the right and don't need to give a reason to seek a second opinion, and many people do so to simply explore options. You may want to get a second opinion when your current physician's recommended treatment doesn't reflect your pro-life values. You want to learn about other possible treatment options and assess risk and benefits. You don't feel that the current healthcare facility is best equipped to handle the treatment. A 2017 study by the Mayo Clinic found that 88% of patients that received a second opinion had a new or refined diagnosis or treatment plan. It very well may pay to get an alternative viewpoint to ensure you get the best care possible. This medical moment brought to you by MyLifeAngels.com. Dr. Ray Garandi here. Thank you for joining me. Talking to Michael. Situation is, very briefly, that uh, he's been married 10 years, and the daughter and the mother have had kind of a rocky relationship, and it culminated in the daughter saying, get out of my life. Grandkids are 9 and 6. Michael and his wife send gifts to the grandkids via the son who makes sure they open them, and apparently mother lets them open them, but she doesn't let them contact the grandparents and say thank you. Still there, Michael? I'm still here. 
that's a good summary. Thank you, sir. Um, if you have reached out to her and said we're 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 open, we're we're willing, you've done your duty. I would, if it were me, I would send the kids gifts through the sun, and uh, that's it. I wouldn't force myself on her. That's me. Yeah, that's that's. I'm sorry, my voice is going. I uh, I've said that, and that's what we're gonna do. But I just wanted to check that with you. I mean, I know we're not getting any response. I mean, they one of the kids had a dance recital about a month ago. We were not invited, but on the day of, the child said to the mother, "Why is the grandma gonna be there?" So grandma sent us an email telling us that there's a, a recital tonight. If you want to go, you could buy tickets. Obviously, we did. We bought tickets. We went. We didn't sit anywhere near them. She had a party at her house afterwards. She's not going to invite you. Up to us by her. She's not going to invite you. We didn't, but one of the kids went up to us. It said you're invited to the party, so you know my mom, my grandma. I would, my wife I said, would say, Michael, I'm going to let you go because I got, I got a up against time. I got a lot of calls. I understand, but I would say, well, your mom needs to ask us. Thank you so much for asking us, but this is going to be up to your mom. If if she would like us to be there, then please have her ask us. That's what I would say. And that's what we did. And again, thank you for your input. We will continue doing what we're doing. God bless you, and keep on doing your keep on doing your stuff. And Michael, I'll bet she didn't invite you, did she? Uh yes, she did. Whoa! We texted her. She's, but hold on, we went to the house. She didn't say one word to us all night. My wife went up to her as we were leaving yeah. and said, "Thank you so much for inviting us." She said, "I didn't." She wow. named the kid. The kid did, right. and that was the end of it. All right. Well, you're a class act. You and your wife, she's acting, well, I don't want to say what she's acting. It's hard. Like. You know that. It's hard. Well, you know what, I Michael? Michael, it. I'm going to tell you. Let it stop being so hard. If she's going to act that way, you and your wife need to be at peace. And you need to quit making your moods and your emotions yanked around by her lack of charity and her mean behavior. That's what I got to say. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You have a great rest. Have a great weekend. You're welcome, sir. Dave from Montana. And this is this is not an eight-year-old granddaughter. This is a... Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm misreading that. 17-month-old granddaughter. I gotcha, gotcha. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Dak? Well, you know, 17-month-old there, kid. That That's, uh, that's pretty young. And... Um, Obviously, obviously, even at 17 months, she reads who she can act which way with, right? Right. <laughs> not so, unusual. But yeah, no, no, it, it, it's, it's not. But I mean, the difference between her or my da- way she reacts with my daughter and us, I mean, she amps it up so much with my daughter. Uh, my daughter has tried, you know, ignoring her, redirecting her, um, and a lot of most of the time when she starts correcting her or she ramps herself up and she really gets going, um, I, I, I think some of it is just being willful, but 
some of it just seems it seems really out of the ordinary, but I don't. I knew you were going to say that, Dave. I knew it. I was waiting for you to say it. What? I was going to say, and I was going to ask you this, I was going to say, well, gee, Dave, do you think this is maybe, uh, well, a a sign of of, of some kind of uh, maybe psychological developmental issue? I knew it, and I knew because you said that. You said, yeah, I can understand. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, it's not. It's very, very, very understandable for a lot of reasons. One, even at 17 months. Okay, let me draw a parallel. My daughter has a dog. That dog won't do to us what that dog does to her. That's a dog. That dog reads who he can push on. A 17-month-old is a lot smarter than a dog. So even at 17 months, that little girl realizes this is, this is the dynamic between me and mom. Whatever mom is doing, and I can't know this, but whatever mom is doing, the little girl is, is pushing on. Understandable, she's 17 months, of course. For whatever the reason, one, she's not around you anywhere near as much. So she doesn't get a she doesn't get the greatest read on you. Two, uh, you're a guy, and seventeen months olds are generally more intimidated by males. That's reality. Research shows that. Three, maybe your style with her is very different. Uh, my grandchildren won't try with me and my wife what they would try with their mom and dad. They won't. <laughs> try it we put them in a the corner that's it flat out but they'll push on their mom and dad relentlessly so that said doesn't shock me at all now what what you could do is if your daughter is willing you could share with her what you do that makes it so the 17 month old doesn't do that with you Well, she, like I said, she does try things with her. So what you're, what I'm understanding you're saying is this going to be a battle royale here, and she just has to keep putting her foot down until my her, until her daughter says knows that she's not going to get away with anything. Well, my thought Am is, I that well, when you said she tries things with her, now that's that's code language for she's frustrated and she's bouncing around trying to figure out how to deal with this little seventeen-month-old natural little fits or defiance. She probably doesn't really have some kind of approach that the little girl is starting to realize. Mom means what she says. Maybe sometimes mom's negotiates, uh, she distracts, she re-reminds, she tells her don't, uh, all kinds of things. Looking for something's going to work. Yeah. Aha, told you. So what? Ha- I have a book, it's called Discipline That Lasts a Lifetime, on my website, deals with discipline, and uh, it begins even with the very young. So you might want to think about that, Dave. All right, halfway point. Uh Got some lines open now, 877-573-7825. You call, pretty good chance, pretty good chance you'll get there. Dr. Ray.
Father Benedict Rochelle. Brothers and sisters, we got to tell the truth in this country. For heaven's sakes, I wouldn't want to go to a synagogue and find that they were having a Muslim service. I wouldn't want to go to a mosque and run into a Baptist service. I don't want to go to a Baptist church and find out that they're having mass. We've got to be honest to ourselves. We've got to be what we are. I'd rather a good old-fashioned, honest agnostic than a phony Christian any day of the week. There are reluctant agnostics. There are atheists who are searching for God, and they may find Him. But somebody who says they're doing something in the name of God and the name of Christ, and God and Christ have nothing to do with it, is violating this commandment. I am the Lord your God. You shall not take my name in vain. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. The idea that the United States of America should now be a nation in high-handed rebellion against God makes me choke. I mean, there are some people who seem to think that the problem in America is simply between conservatives and liberals, between Democrats and Republicans. But these group distinctions are not the most important distinction. The real division is between those who are being drawn to Christ and those who are fleeing Him. All humans are created in the image of God and we are made for loving relationship with our Creator. Any human being will never find their full fulfillment apart from God. Uh, and those of us who are united to Christ by faith and baptism in His mission of redemption owe everyone we meet the love and consideration that helps draw them closer to their eternal lover. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. My son was in engineering, and he had a t-shirt that says, an optimist thinks the glass is half full. A pessimist thinks the glass is half empty. An engineer says the glass is twice as big as it needs to be. <laughs> Guido, my dad's best friend, best man in his wedding, was Guido. Hi, Guido. How are you? Hi, Dr. Ray. It's so nice that you took my call. That is Dr. a great Ray, Italian uh, name. That is a great Italian name. <laughs> Do you know what I it means? I love when you tell the stories of, about your dad. <laughs> Do you know what it means? You know what Guido means? Um, no. I don't either. I, I, I don't either, but I know it's got to mean something. <laughs> Almost like combate or something. It was my father's name. So naturally, an Italian family, it was I'm Guido Jr. <laughs> Are you 100%? Yes, my mom and my dad, uh, first generations, and of course my grandpa parents came here at the turn of the century like probably like your grandpa yes all four of them came through ellis island oh i just andrew looked it up guido means leader wow there you go i hope that i hope that comes true someday (laughs) doctor i remember uh, a while ago i was listening as i always do and um you mentioned talking about antidepressants and i my some of most of my family, and I think even get the and my doctor too, um, I have to want me on antidepressants. So I'm having a an issue with sleeping, 
And um, any case, that's I would describe that. But I do want to tell you that the idea of trying more antidepressants just doesn't sit with me well. And I've heard about and I read about it. And I pray about it. Redemptive suffering, and I know what it is. And uh, so I go to mass just every morning. And I say prayers that I have the strength to do that. But I do remember that you mentioning about only 1% maybe is really required in cases. Would you go over that again, doctor? Yeah, you, you misheard it, Guido. It was, there was a meta-analysis that I came across where they did uh, a, a review of a whole bunch of studies uh, on antidepressant medication for diagnosed depression. And what they found was, they concluded that over and above the placebo effect, the medication worked for about one out of 10 people diagnosed depressed. Now, that doesn't mean, actually it works about two thirds of the time, but a high percentage of that is, they concluded, was because of placebo. In other words, I expect that it's gonna work. Now, question for you, is have you have you struggled with depression in the past? Guido, did we lose you? Oh, we did. Okay. Well, his phone probably dropped, or maybe the battery died, or something like that. The question I would ask: One, I'm not gonna. I am not going to say anything that in any way would. Um, Go perpendicular, if you will, to what the doctor said. I mean, this doctor obviously is is the person who knows the situation. Um, but Guido can tell his doctor his reservations about the antidepressants. He can say, "Doc, look, I yeah, I don't sleep well. Uh, however, um, I'm willing to accept that." I mean, he he can explain to his doctor his thinking and his reasoning. I'm I'm not going to jump on it and say, well, you know, Guido, tell your doctor that. Uh, no, 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 no. So I won't go any further because I don't have Guido on the line. But on the line, I do have Phil from uh, Kansas City. Hi, Phil. Hi, Doc. How you doing? Okay, sir. So, another uh, another strained relationship between generations, huh? Yeah. Yeah, let me Man, give you some background. They're uh, all over the place. So, yeah, tell me about it. Um, so I lost my wife about five years ago, um, have since remarried. And since then, I think my daughter has been, well, our relationship has been strained. Um, I've been trying to patch things up since then. Um, back in May, decided that we would invite, well, I take that back. So, um, uh, well, that's true. Back in May, we decided to invite them out to Colorado for a little vacation. Got a cabin out there. I thought it'd be a good time to maybe reconnect. Um, and uh, that that invitation has kind of been standing all summer. Um, and then uh, first part of June, um, I decided that I was I have a cabin myself, and I was considering selling it. And I, I built this thing. Um, it was kind of my therapy when, when, uh, my daughter's, well, when my spouse passed, all right. So my daughter was none too pleased that I was thinking about selling this cabin. Um, so that added to the stress. 
um, anyhow, most recently, well, she saw uh, that you know, cabin as a as a memory of where you guys used to go as a as a family when mom was alive. Well, but and that's the thing from my perspective. Um, we we purchased the land and we started construction, but her mother never saw it completed. Um, I pretty much that was my therapy. I I worked out there, you know, for the better part of two years building the thing by myself. Um, you know. Uh, after she passed does your daughter like your new wife uh she doesn't dislike her um but no we don't have much of a i mean we've we've made outreaches to her um but it's you know she's cordial but um yeah not very uh, not very forthcoming not very uh, accepting has she uh, come out and expressed very clearly that she thinks you betrayed mom? No, but that's certainly the vibe I get. Um, yeah, that, that's certainly the vibe I get. She, she believes that I started dating too soon after her mother passed. Um, she's been very critical about many of the decisions that I've made um, and... So, yeah. You just aren't doing it right, Dad. Come on. I'm not. Get in yeah. line. Do what she <laughs> says you should do. What's wrong with you? Yeah. So my you, uh, you see I, the pattern? I have a background in the military, huh? You see the pattern? Yeah. You didn't do it right with the yeah. cabin. You didn't do it right because you dated right. too early. And you could probably yeah. list, if we had enough time, about 27 other things that you just didn't do right. Yep, that's that's the size of it. You've reached out to her. You have a kind of civil relationship, maybe borderline pleasant. Um, you said, hey, I'd love to have you come on vacation with us, and she didn't even give you the courtesy of a response. And uh, her right. attitude probably is, I ain't gone if she's gone. Probably. It's probably where it's at. So I wouldn't yeah. go any further. I wouldn't go any further. You you already made the invite. Well, that's what I was thinking too. I, I was also thinking maybe about drafting a letter and and just telling her all the the hurt that that I that I feel. Um, one of the other things that she asked before I before I sell my cabin was she said, "Well, let's go to family counseling," and I I agreed to that. I said, "Okay, you set it up. I'll go to counseling with you. No nope, no problem." Um. And, you know, like I said, that was back first of June and nothing has happened yet. Right. Right. I get that all the time. So I'll I just, get a fa- oh, so yeah. I just wait. I'll get a family member out. who says, well, I, I want to go to counseling with that person and I'm going to tell them. And then they never follow through. Um, I would say you have. I saw an I saw an interesting uh, stat on this. I just came across it the other day, Phil. It said that when a wife passes away. Within two years, the majority of males are remarried. Well, yeah, you can add I mean, me to that stat. Okay. <laughs> Interestingly enough, you have you have made reached you reached out to your daughter. Again, this is this is a, a parallel to yeah. the call we just got. You are not doing the right things in her mind. She's not allowing you to live your life as you see fit. She's not. 
She may not agree with it, but she doesn't have to say, okay, therefore, I don't want anything to do with you. Right. So if you think that's bratty behavior, and if one of my children did that to me, I would really consider that bratty behavior. Um, you've, you've done it. And I, wouldn't, I personally would not allow her to make the decision about the cabin. Are you kidding me? I want to sell that cabin. I'm going to sell the yeah. cabin. And if she's going to say, that's the final straw, don't expect me to, to accept you, well, then I'm, I'm not going to be bullied by that. But I tell you what, I, I deal with a lot of parents who are. They, they don't make decisions because they're afraid of how their adult children are going to react. Well, I was hoping that maybe a counselor would, would tell her that exact same thing. Um, yeah. But obviously we've not been able to get through that right. part of it. Because yeah. I'm on the same, you know, I, I'm with you on that. And, you know, the other thing, nothing. I'm, you know what, matters, Phil, I'm going to have to let you go because I'm way past break. But uh, bottom line, um, you have decisions to make, and you cannot weigh whether your daughter will approve, especially if they don't concern her. This is Dr. Ray. All the advice, none of the bills. Come in. The doctor is in. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. As a Catholic mom, I know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Lisa Popcheck from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting Catholic parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert help with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to personalized expert support, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along and love the Lord downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, and a supportive community and tons of other benefits, like my Momfidence podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health-sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Well, I was... uh... I was upset there because Paula from Spokane, Washington, is is getting mistreated by a nine-year-old and eleven-year-old. Paula, you there, dear? Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to give you good news and bad news. Uh, okay. The bad news is most of this is probably your doing. 
the good news is most of this is probably your doing. You know what I mean by that? Not really. Do you? You can you can make them stop doing this. You're allowing this. Yeah, that's a problem. I get extremely nasty. I'm so fed up with them. And then I'm like, am I Linda Blair, you know, at the end of it? And I get so mad with myself. Well, very few people are going to know that illusion. Linda Blair was the actress who played in The Exorcist. Um, okay. Right. What do you do when the 9-year-old and the 11-year-old are disrespectful? What is your action? Not your mouth, your action. Apology letters, sentences. Um, okay. You do no that every time? No. You, you do that every yep. time? Well, good. Every time. Keep it up. And I would say make it stronger. Don't give them a don't give them a 50 word apology letter. Don't don't take away TV for an hour. Take it away for 3 days. Make them write 200 sentences. Take away their two favorite things in addition to that. You got to teach them that being disrespectful and nasty to your mother is very heavy, pricey. It costs. You can tell them, for example, the nine-year-old. You can say, you know, if I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three chi- three chances. Now, of the three, you're still going to write sentences. But if you hit three this week, if you hit three times, I'm going to take your favorite possession and it'll be gone forever. That's what I mean about making it expensive. See, I know you don't do that. I know that. And I also know if you're like any client who walks in my office who says, well, yes, I do. I do this. I make them write sentences. I take our privileges away. As I, as I explore it with them, they're getting mistreated a lot, lot more than they're actually doing something about it. How many times a day would you say, the most, the more disrespectful of your two sons, how many times a day would you say that they say something snotty, nasty, give you a dirty look, roll their eyes, do anything disrespectful? How many times a day? 2,500. Exactly. My point. And I'll bet you, you do not write, make them write sentences 2,500 times. Exactly. Right. You, prob- you probably right. do it once. So right. basically what and you're teaching... Right, exactly. So what you're teaching them is, you keep doing this to me, and once in a great while, I will do something about it. Paula, my dear, you're teaching them nothing. I know. Sit them down and say, boys, we got a new rule. I'm not helping you at all by letting you talk this way. This is my fault. Here's what I'm going to do. Each and every single time. Kathleen, please call back because I really am anxious to hear how you did that. That's wonderful, and I think you would help a lot of people with that. This is Dr. Ray. I got to go. Thanks, Andrew Kruchek. Thanks, Eric Dumont. And thanks to all of you. Always walk with God. Always. If you fall down, get up. Get up. For information on Dr. Ray's presentations, books, and CDs, visit DRA.com and follow him on Facebook.
The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. 